The following hoot nanny will be explicit. Oh, we had this good idea. Well, it seemed good at the time. Now half our party's dead, and that sure ain't a good sign. So now we're back to character gen, our error we now see. So before we try out plan A, let's figure out plan B. Oh, we had this good idea. You're listening well, to Happy Jack's RPG time. Podcast, now pursuing the RPG dead. hobby with reckless abandon and beer. So now we're back to character gen, our error we now see. So before we try out plan A, let's figure out plan B. Thank you for joining us for season 14, episode 16 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. You. Oh, hi. <sighs> I'm back. I'm Tim. He's just, new. Yeah, I'm, he, he I'm new. Know. <laughs> he is in the Stu's left hand and we go in reverse Polish notation. And this is Stork. <laughs> reverse Polish notation. Hi, I'm Tim. Counterclockwise. Unless you're looking from the ground, then it's clockwise. Right. Or you're in Australia because everything runs backwards there. They do. They they run marathons backwards there. Yeah, and the toilet yeah. flushes backwards and all that kind of stuff. I don't stuff. know if that's true. No, I did hear today true? though that Australia is the most water conservation aware continent ever. Well, that's because they only have like four gallons. They have to. Yeah. That, right. right. And the rest of it's surrounded by like the most inhospitable yeah. desert in the in the <laughs> world. Is like the center of it. Yeah. I get it. Uh. God, so now we're going to get a hate mail from Kangaroo and all the other Aussies. Barely. He might be from New Zealand. I don't know. I'd lose track. <laughs> That's, they love it when you I know. When you I know. Mix I'm, up. I'm just making sure I get him mad. <laughs> Kangaroos are from Australia. Kiwis are from yes, New Zealand. Kiwis. And we don't have any listener named Kiwi. We just have Kangaroo. Right. But I think he's actually in England. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> that helped. The the uh, 53rd annual Renaissance Pleasure Fair in Irwindale is continuing. Uh, third weekend starts tomorrow, and it runs through uh, the weekend before Memorial Day. Whatever yes. that is, 17th, whatever that is. And we encourage people to come out and say hi to us, but here's the deal. Sometimes people come out and say hi to us, and we are like in between shows or on our way to something, and we may seem curt, we might seem like impolite, and we just, it, it's not that we're trying to be rude, it's usually, when we're in motion, we tend to be late for something. <laughs> At least in my case. It, it opens tomorrow? Tomorrow's opening day? No. Oh, fuck you. Is that what's what going on? No. It's no. been going on for two weeks, ass. You know I th- that. I don't. I I stop paying attention when I stop being a rubbing our nose in it, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, we've already had two weeks, uh... This is weekend three coming up. Next weekend, uh, April 25th, Saturday, is Bogfest, which is the free show we do at the Monrovia Doubletree Hotel in beautiful downtown Monrovia. Um, Actually, I think it's uptown Monrovia. It could be. I'm not sure. Don't don't go to downtown Monrovia. It's so, it's just south of the 210. I know that. So if you if you're coming out to fair, or even if you're not coming out to fair, come out and see us at the uh, at the show. We'll we start usually as soon as we can, as close to eight o'clock as possible, because um, everyone has to get back from fair and scrape the fair dust off of them and try to wake up. Just like this podcast, as close to eight o'clock as possible. As close to eight o'clock. Actually, we're generally uh, more on time when we do bug fest yeah because we're like we were like 28 minutes late here and we've never been that late because that's like eight songs we can't do right i've, so. I've been telling people eight ish yes eight, yes eight ish is safe 
Uh, also, our album's out. It's not available online yet. Right now, you can only get it at uh, either Fair or you'll be also be able to get it at Bogfest. Beer and Loathing. Beer and Loathing. And that's... Uh, Technically our 12th album, but it, but because we combine the first 11. two into one well, now, it's no, really it's like our 10th. It's our 10th, it's our, it's, it is our 10th physical disc release. You could call it our 11th if you consider albums one and two, the combined one, its own, which I don't really. And then the live album. The live album is counted in that. Oh, all right. Um, if you count the I Wear No Pants anthology, the three or four All versions right. of that, then it would be our 11th, but that's digital only. Right. So, and that's uh, that's out. And the Wives album, I just finished right now, the second mix pass of it, and it will uh, uh, probably ship next week. So that will probably, very well may end up being available at Fair. Do they have a title yet? Uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> do you know it? It's one... It's one of the titles of one of the songs. Uh, uh, Blow the Man Down, maybe? I don't know. JB. I don't think that's it. It's one of the song titles. i got to look at the song titles, I can tell you. That's all right. We'll, we'll come back to well, it. You can I, put it in the show notes. It's bugging me now. Uh, it's not that one. Drink, Drinker's Anthem? Maybe it's Drinker's Anthem? I don't know. I don't know. It, I, I can't remember. But it has a title. At soundboard. You dress in the manner of a male prostitute. So anyway, I hear it's an important day today. It is. It you want is. to tell us? This is like a religious holiday for you, isn't I it? I do. Well, it's it's as close to a religious holiday as I get. Today is Swords and Wizardry Appreciation Day. Now, who makes up these days? Is, is this uh, is this I, is this sanctioned by like a like I an international con- Congress? Congress passes uh, a proclamation and the president signs it. I think they passed gas and the president left the room. I go, wow, how does this happen? I can actually answer that question. Oh, There's a, a blogger who runs a pretty prolific blog, blog uh, Eric Tankar, and the blog is Tankar's Tavern. I've read that blog. Yeah, he started it a couple of years ago. I, I, I want to say three or four years ago. And uh, he did it for a year or two, and this year it's being run by someone else. It's being run by the uh, Gamers and Grognards blog. And uh, I have the URL for the information page. I'm sure we can probably put that in the show notes. But it's really big. Uh, It's a good thing for Swords and Wizardry. It gets a whole bunch of people, a whole bunch of bloggers, blogging new content. It gets podcasts, um, you know, talking about Swords and Wizardry, actual play uh, results, the whole nine yards. It's a really, really big thing for Swords and Wizardry. And Swords and Wizardry is a a great game. Um, I know that Happy Jacks doesn't focus too much on the old school stuff, um, uh, but it's really, really big in the the old school world. And we were fortunate enough, uh, in honor of this auspicious occasion, to have been given some things to give away today on the podcast. Uh, in honor of that day, um, there's a there's a Swords and Wizardry publisher, uh, Barrel Rider Games, and they've got really popular supplements for Swords and Wizardry. They've been just hammering RPG now and uh, and um, uh, drive through RPG with the sales of these of these supplements that they put out. And one of them is called um, the White Box Omnibus. And what what's in that? It's a whole bunch of um, new classes and spells and monsters and a whole bunch of new content for Swords and Wizardry White Box Edition specifically. And we have three PDF copies to give away today. 
one soft cover print and one hard cover print. Awesome. So yeah, I figure we can run a couple little contests here. Do we have a? Uh, do you have the chat room up? Yes, the chat room is up right now. They're can, right now. They're they currently, they're complaining about the sound. Okay. Uh, guys, let me know if it's fixed. If it is, I will save the settings <clears throat> I just changed. Maybe I'll. All right, well, so, get a little so while Stu is working out technical problems, let me. Are, are there other colored boxes, or there's just only the white box for now? Is there a red box, a black box, or a a rainbow box? Well, there's an answer to that question, but it's one of the trivia questions that I'm going to give ah! a prize away. So, uh-huh. so we don't so answer that. If you can, if you can hold that question for just a moment, uh, we'll see if you know once the chat room is linked in with us, if they can <clears throat> answer a couple <clears throat> of questions. Um, maybe I shouldn't say anything because this might be a spoiler too. So I was, I, so I was looking at the artwork on the white box, and it's reminiscent of the original. Right. Is that a spoiler? Because I haven't actually looked at any of your questions because I didn't get a copy. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's just table that All right. question for a few moments. Uh, so the way I figure it is, I can. I've got three questions: one for each of the PDFs, and then I'm going to just give out details on uh, how you can win. The print copies. Okay. Should I ask all three questions right up front, or just intersperse them throughout the podcast? Um, hmm. I like interspersing. Yeah, intersperse them. It allows okay. us to work out technical problems. And well, I think I think the technical problems are fixed, and it allows people to log in after a while. Right. Okay, excellent. Then I'll uh, from various uh, time zones. So how are, how are we handling this? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask. A trivia question for Swords and Wizardry. Okay. It looks like you're manning the chat room. I'll, I'll man the chat room. So what you will have to do mm-hmm. is let me know who answers first and what the answer is. And do then you want the first person who answers or the first person I notice? Because those are two entirely different things. <laughs> Often separated by an hour. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd much prefer, since this is a contest, that All right. you're actually looking and, and... So you don't want any randomness involved? In no, no, okay, no, right. no, 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 no. But, so, but, and, and it has to be the right answer, which I know. Okay, so, so when it, what, 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 when you, if you're going to put up an answer, use a character. I don't know what will work. Would, would, do asterisks work in the chat room? Put a couple asterisks that will make it stick out, and then put your answer after the two asterisks, like I just did two asterisks. Just like that. That's your that. There you go. Just like that. And then uh, when I see that, I will give you the answer the person gave. Okay. And then you tell me if they got it right or wrong. Right. Okay, and the first one is the longest of them all. The, all other, right. the other two are going to be short. So we're going to start now. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me tweet out. While we're Go doing this, uh, let me reach into my backpack here. Oh my gosh! This is. You've got props. He's like all prepared. This is a very excited thing for you. It's a very exciting thing for me. I I actually started gaming with um, you know the Happy Jacks crew because of Swords and Wizardry. Mm-hmm. I was lamenting the fact that I didn't have a game group uh, to my girlfriend Mary, who knows everybody in the group, and um, and I said, "Gosh, I really, really, really want to run this Swords and Wizardry. Just do some old school gaming." Right. And she reached out to Tyler <sighs> and Bruce and Casey and. Uh, I think that's who we started with. And the then, usual and suspects. The usual suspects. John Engie, too. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, and yeah, John Engie, yeah. too. And uh, we came together, and, and, you know, I've been gaming with them ever since, and that was like uh, four years ago, I think, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I brought these for you guys to look at. These are two copies of, of two of the Swords and Wizardry that's versions. The... Don't announce what they are, because I don't want that going out yet. Okay, this is, this is the original... 
So we'll get to that in just a second after the oh, chat room okay. answers All right. All right. this question. So there are three Here versions. First question. Do I have a drum roll? Hold on. Oh, okay. Drum roll. You do, but it's it's hidden away. Really, any sound would be great. It might be a rim shot. Yeah, it's a rim <laughs> shot. That's all you got. Okay, there we go. So, chat room, here's the first question. First question. Let me bring the chat room up. Ready for the first question. There are three versions of Swords and Wizardry. One, two, three. Spoilers. Close. They are white box, core rules, and complete. What do each of those versions represent? There are three versions of Swords and Wizardry. Correct. What do each of those versions represent? And they are... White Box. White Box. Core Rules. Core Rules. And Complete. And Complete. And the... F <laughs> oh, look, I started it's whistling. Your dog showed up. Of That's course awesome. you did. <laughs> and the, the first person to get the right answer gets one of the PDF copies of Barrel Rider Games... White box okay. omnibus. Lokio has mm -hmm. put up an answer. Okay. White box, ruins, and Ronin, knock spell. I don't know what that means. No, that's wrong. That's wrong. Well, or, it's not It's not well, it's wrong. Not, it's just it's not, not wrong. Right. It's not the answer I was looking <laughs> for. Alvarant uh -huh. said, basic, advanced, expert. No. No. All right. No. Orc boss says, original D&D rules... Most closely represented. You're looking for a more specific answer than that. I am. Right. Because he doesn't even actually say which box <coughs> Here is we which. Go. Tomes or uh -huh. Tomes. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. White box equals basic. Core rules equals expert. Complete equals companion. No, but you're really close. Very close. Very close. M Mr. Man o' War. White box, first edition, and basic D&D. No. Uh... Doctor Maybe this was too hard of a question. Well, <laughs> see, see, yeah, it's that's Doctor Mongo, uh -huh. White Box, original D and D, uh -huh. core, basic expert BX, and then complete first edition. No, Larry, but make sure you put them in with asterisk in front. Larry Hamilton, White Box equals D and D, White Box, Brown Box, core equals extras, complete every ODD supplement. That's the right answer. Bang! Oh, Larry Hamilton, there it is. So there are three versions of Swords and Wizardry. The first is Swords and Wizardry White Box. Go Very ahead. Nice. You can oh, talk I, over Okay. I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to ruin his applause. <laughs> so Swords and Wizardry White Box is what's called a retro clone. And that means that they've taken the um, mechanics of like the the D&D 3.0 SRD, which was open gaming content. Mm -hmm. And they've created a gaming system that works like an older version Okay. Swords and Wizardry White Box is a clone of the original Dungeons and Dragons White Box set, which contained three little brown books. Right. And that was it. Okay. The core rules is the three little brown books in the White Box, mm -hmm. plus two of the supplements, Greyhawk and Blackmore, I think is the second one. Okay. And then complete is the three little brown books, plus all of the supplements. It, it puts all of them in there. So that's Greyhawk and Blackmoor and... Uh, Ravenloft. Uh, no, no, no. Um, gosh, I can't remember the other ones, and I memorized them. The, village of, the village of Hamlet. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, gods, demigods, gods and, and heroes. heroes. Um, oh, all right. 
Now, are you putting out the, the, the cheap aftermarket ones, like the Arduin Grimoire? And no, 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 there's no, nothing cheap only... about the Arduin Grimoire. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, I, I, that was I an know. awesome supplement. So I never even saw a copy, only heard of it. They were so great. And so I brought these for Look, he's, he's through that. <laughs> I wanted you to look at this one so bad. That's the complete... Okay. And this is the white box, just if you guys want to look it at is. it. And the white box is in comic book size format, just so yeah, you know. It totally is. Oh, it is. Yeah. 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 And there's like a, I don't know, Cthulhu thing on the back that's really yeah. cool. And I think I have your old... I think you do have my old oh. one of those. Swords and Wizardry Complete plays just like, with a couple of minor tweaks, uh, a kind of lightweight first edition AD&D. If you like first edition AD&D, mm -hmm. you will dig Swords and Wizardry Complete. Excellent. So yeah, then we'll go ahead and uh, do the other two questions. Green. I'll intersperse them between listener emails, and uh, and then uh, okay. Do you want me to go ahead and explain how to win the the print copies now? Well, tell tell him how are you going to get in contact with? Uh, oh yeah, that's a good thing. So Larry, so Larry, email me your email address, and he's going to email you at Tim, T I M at happyjacks.org Tim at happyjacks.org So yep. Larry, do that. Yep. No Just one go out and set up a fake Gmail account called Larry. <laughs> that would be bad. Yeah, you can go ahead and just email me there, and for everyone else who wins tonight, same thing, just email tim at happyjacks.org with your email address. Um, the publisher, Barrel Rider Games, is going to fulfill these directly, so I need to pass that information on to him. Okay. And he'll make sure that everything gets sent out. Brilliant. Cool. Nice. That's excellent. All right. All right, so we should oh. move on, and then you're going to ask another question to someone. No, no, no. What I was going to say, oh. do you want me to announce the, the contest contest for the, sure, for yeah, the print yeah. list? Okay. Go, go, go. So but wait, there's more. But wait, there's more. We have a soft cover print. Uh, 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 I just messed myself up. We have a, a soft cover edition and a hardback edition to give away as well. Now, this is going to take a little more work on the part of you listeners out there. What I want you to do is come up with your best one or two page drop-in swords and wizardry compatible encounter and email that to me at that same address tim at happyjacks.org and then we'll judge them and the first place winner will get the hardback the second place will get the softback and then you know we'll we'll post them or something online so it's like two sides one epic i'm, I'm he's, sorry he's new yeah oh, right okay yeah yeah, we did that once. We we did a contest where you you, you do a, a, a basically a two sheet oh. adventure. Yeah. Oh well, shit! I thought I was doing something new and there's awesome. nothing new under the sun, my friend. Oh. We stole that too. <laughs> the, the one page dungeon. Remember the one page yeah, yeah, dungeon yeah. contest? Yeah. Well, so but yeah, so think like you know, um, not just like two orcs or something like that, but this would be a full encounter that any DM would be able to drop into their game. If they had nothing else, it, sort of like a like a, like a set piece. In, in yeah, like a set piece. You know, mm -hmm. like if you want to have a cave with a couple of orcs, that's cool. But it should have the full cave and the orcs, and maybe a little backstory why the orcs are there and what's going to happen when the PCs come across. Them Tim really needs to go check out Two Sides One Epic, which is available at HappyJacks.org. It is. Uh, I somewhere. will do that. You should. It, God, there was what forty or fifty. Some really great story. And there's ideas. some great stuff in there because, and that was a boy. That takes a long time to. Yeah, we had to judge. We had to. Yeah. It's, uh, <clears> you may not know what you're out. setting yourself up for. By the way, <laughs> I I may not. And and uh, you know I'm I'm hoping to uh, 
have the winner have everything in and the winners announced by the next time I'm on the podcast, okay. which is not this Friday, not uh, not one week from today, but two weeks from today. Okay, right. So if well, we can that, get all of the entries in over the next week, you better so have I a could, deadline. So let's yeah, yeah let's put a yeah, deadline. Yeah. Let's say the twenty fifth. That would not, be next Friday. Next Friday, we're not doing a show, right? Because right. that that bog fest is the next day, and I can't do it, right? Uh, but let's say they need to be in your email box by the end of the twenty fifth. Perfect. That work, and that gives me a That's whole Saturday. week to judge them, and and then uh, when I'm here next time, I can announce them. Okay. And Perfect. If, if you find out that you've gotten seventy five of them, and you need help judging them, let me know. Well, I kind of pictured that I would just put them in my Google Drive and share that to you. Okay. All right. So you could help me look through them because, sure. you know, I mean, this is your show, so. Okay. All right. <laughs> cool. Um, and then uh, the other two questions will come in a bit. All right. Excellent. Uh, oh, first, first email. This is very exciting. And it's nice that someone, like, supplied... Who, who is it that supplied that stuff? The... Uh, Barrel Rider Games. Barrel His Rider name Games. Is James Spawn. He's That's a great awesome. guy. Wait, he, wait, wait, wait. James yes. Spawn. James, S P A H N. If memory serves, James Spawn. That's. I so want to make Spawn. Yeah. James Spawn. That's oh. it. I so <laughs> want to make like 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 a, like a whole like wizard detective who's named Spawn. James Spawn. Spawn <laughs> deals with James Spawn. Yes. Deals like exactly James. with with the supernatural uh, spy <laughs> adventure. He's a supernatural spy. That's awesome, James Spawn. <laughs> uh, this is a pack. checking. I'm just checking that the uh, chat room real quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, first email. This is from uh, Steve. NPCs talking to the to each other. Dear Jackers and Jackerettes. I'm a former tabletop role player in the blissful throes of a recent relapse. After not playing for over a decade, despite working on the, in the video game industry, I dove back in with a vengeance, buying up copies of all my old favorites from the 1980s, Star, War, Star Wars, Marvel Superheroes, Call of Cthulhu, James Bond, etc. As well as the newer systems like Savage Worlds, Pathfinder, and Fate. Or Fate. That's what I like to call Fate. it. Fate. Fate. <laughs> Um, oh, I'm going to play some fate. <laughs> Since players are always easier to come by than GMs, at least among my friends, I'm usually on the GM side of the table. Your podcast, along with Fear the Boot, has done a lot to help me get back up to speed and consistently running games that my players and I all enjoy. Excellent. And another shout out to uh, Fear the Boot. Uh, it's nice to be in the company. They're yes, they're a great podcast. I think there are things going on right now. The fear of the con happening. The fear of the con, or did it just happen? I don't remember. I lost track. Yeah, it seems like it's on so all far. the time. Uh, that said, I do have one recurring GM problem. I need lots more help with. I still, it, I still seem to struggle when NPCs start talking to each other in the scene. This is not a problem when one is just giving orders to another. The mayor telling the blacksmith to give the PCs a discount on swords is dead easy. My problems start when two PCs engage in actual conflict two with each NPCs. other. Two NPCs engage in actual conflict with each other, like when a detective interviews a suspect or a parent tries to talk her kid out of joining a cult. Most of the time, I hand over the PCs to the PCs, probably the players, whichever half of the conversation their allies are on. 
The detective lets the PCs lead the interrogation, for instance. While it works to keep the PCs engaged, I always feel it's a little hand-wavy and somewhat undercuts both the realism and setting and the NPCs' motivations. In my current Star Wars games, the players are merchants and have found themselves in the middle of tensions between three groups, miners who have access to an important resource, a large galactic shipping company, and the Imperial Customs officials. How can I play out conflicts between these groups in the scene without making the PCs into spectators? I can make the motivations of these groups clear in other ways, and I can add stakes for the players, but I still feel at a loss as to how to loss to handle appropriately when the mine administrator has to argue directly with the Imperial Customs Officer while the PCs are around. It makes me feel like a moron to have a two-sided discussion with myself while five other people sit there and watch. And there are there any tricks you can use to handle these sorts of interactions or to avoid having ha, to or to avoid having to handle them in the first place? Any advice would definitely be appreciated. Great job as always, and keep jacking, Steve B. Age forty-two. I think ah, everyone should put their age. You've stumbled on. into one of the classic blunders. Let <laughs> uh, me uh, read his uh. P.S. P.S. I couldn't think of a P.S. You fucker. <laughs> okay, you know this is a classic. We've, we've mentioned it absolutely this is. Many, and Stu many actually times. has the best information on it yet. So, Which is basically, you don't put yourself in a position where you're arguing with yourself. But have you ever done it? I've Everybody it. has. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I That's think when you learn not to. It, I think it, well, even you, the circumstances will happen. There's things you can do to try to avoid it. You can ha make it so that it would be unseemly for the NPCs to have a disagreement in front of a third party. So maybe like the imperial governor or the governor of this area, he's not going to talk about trade negotiations or whatever in front of a bunch of people that he doesn't know. So those are going to happen behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. So part of the adventure or part of the mystery will be finding out exactly what transpired in those conversations. And they may very well, excuse, excuse us, we need to have a private discussion. Off they go to another room. Now the PCs are left standing there, and now they have to discuss stuff. And you as a GM are like, whew. Right, which they, you've done to us on numerous occasions, yeah. especially in L five R. And well, I, I remember, I don't remember exactly when it happened, but there was one specific time in the L five R game when there was interactions between two NPCs, and as soon as it happened, it was like, God damn it, I can't get out of this. Yeah, and I just made it as short as and brief as I possibly could. You narrated some of it, and you and you talked some of it out too. Right, that's that's what I do is just narrative, narrative I, it all out. I think that if you get into that situation where you have to do it, where you're, there's yeah. gonna be a discussion between two NPCs, and for for whatever reason, it makes no sense for the players to be a part of it. The best thing to do is to just narrate it. Don't play both characters. Simply tell them the gist of the conversation. Who says what? Who who yep. reacts in what way? Present that information to the players because the one thing you don't ever want to do to your players is turn them into your into an audience. Right. I did that once. I had two NPCs with vastly different accents, and I actually did vastly different accents for them, and I wound up in that situation. So the first time I did it, I actually went full bore. I did both the voices talking to each other, and after about 30 seconds, I realized this is just activation. Right. Yeah. I'm just, I'm, so I said, so yeah, anyway, they talk about it, and uh, they decide this. 
Right, well, and that and wound up working a lot. I was going to try to address this problem specifically. He's talking about these two Imperial Customs or, or, or groups of Imperial Customs. And you could just narrate that, saying, so there's a, a heated argument, and the three sides right. don't seem to be getting along. And this guy's shouting, bah, 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 and this guy's over here saying, oh, no, no, no. And they, they, there seem to be cahoots. What do you guys do? Um, by giving an overview of the scene, you allow them to still be in it, and they can jump in and try to support their friend, try to figure out what's... We, we listen. Well, as you listen, you sort of get the idea that the three of them aren't getting along. Um, well, what what side seems more reasonable? That That's the way that scene works out. And then when they start asking specific questions and go up to an NPC and ask them and interact with them, that's when you drop in the accent or drop in that person. Like, So we go up to the Imperial Mining Company representative and talk to him. Oh, yes, you want to talk to me? Oh, go, um, yes, we're having a, d- a specific problem. That's how you handle that. And then when, when they drop back out, you make it a general narrative again. Right, it's, right. It's easy enough to. I mean, Tolkien did it with his at the end of the Hobbit. It was like, and lo, the battle was terrible, and the orcs did come. He didn't. You, you have to zoom out mm-hmm. in order to make it work. Good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, you have to zoom out. That's yeah. great terminology. Yeah. And so this conversation happens. Blah blah blah. blah right. Blah. Right. But I mean, you, I, I think it would behoove you to. I mean, the, the one the one problem with narrating is that kind of you kind of take a little bit of a hit on immersion. Because you know when when you're playing NPCs and the players are getting into character, it, it it's nice once you get into that groove and you're there to stay there as long as you can, and it it, it does kind of take you a little bit out of that when you when you I, drop to narrate. Okay, go ahead and flush your thought. But I think so. I think it it is best to create to try to get craft your scenes in such a way where that never happens. If you can set it up so that, oh, you know, as you guys show up, you see uh, the governor and the, uh, uh, the the CEO of the trade organization. Uh, uh, as you're going in to meet the governor, the CEO of the trade organization storms out. They've obviously just had a, a heated discussion. Right. Yeah, have, it, have that stuff happen off camera. If the players need to know what happened... They can maybe ask the governor what, what, what just transpired, and they'll, they'll get some information they'll get the governor's take on the situation. Maybe not the whole take. Maybe it might like, make the player's or job the, a little more complicated. Or the information you want them to know, yeah. Right, right. yeah. I I, I kind of disagree with the narrative thing because we're so used to reading fantasy novels or any novels where somebody enters a room, enters a ballroom, for say, and there's a narrative about what's going on, who the people are, how the music sounds, what the food is being served, and we're kind of used to that. And so when you give them that general narrative, you walk into a heated discussion. It's obvious that three groups don't like each other. And this group is, the Imperial group is fighting against this group. It, we're all kind of accustomed to that, as long as it doesn't go on too long. And then you can focus in on it stuff. It's, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't take me out. In fact, in many ways, it helps me with stuff. I start looking for clues in, in, the, in the layout of that. I'm like, all right, so we're in the ballroom. What's the ballroom look like? All right, so uh, there's three groups. How many people are in each group? Uh, I I kind of want those specifics, and it kind of sets up the scene for me. I don't find it taking away at all. It in many ways now now it's building up the picture in my head. Oh, it's just so that when I go in to ask somebody, I already know he's got eight guys. One of them's a bodyguard. We're in a round ballroom. Um, There's marble pillars and tapestries that are uh, blazing with this guy's uh, logo. So we're in this guy's world. I mean, all of that stuff builds the the picture in my head. Okay. All right. Yeah. anything else on the any other? No, but comments? I'm sounding really loud in the mic, so maybe it's just me. I'll Are you turn really? myself down. Yeah. 
I think I you're just think you are. really energetic about this topic. Nah, I've spent no, a long well, week. Just, yeah, oh, just no. push, push the mic back a little, not that far. I'm not energetic about anything right now. I'm exhausted. Ah, a little bit away. There you go. How's I'm, that? Talk. I'm just turn myself down. It's fine. But, but that doesn't affect this. That's just your uh, I don't know. It, it looks like I'm peaking every time I talk. Well, everyone's peaking. Well, you sound okay. Woohoo! <laughs> It's been so long since I tripped. Who knows what's going on? Everyone is peeking. <laughs> Maybe I've never come down. Do you want to do, do another trivia question? Yes, it's time for another oh, trivia another question. Tri- oh, let me let me tweet out. Yes, and uh, make sure the chat room is in. Tim, I hate to do this, but can you grab me a beer? Otherwise, I have to oh, get yeah, up and no disconnect problem. myself. And no problem. Uh, dead air. Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm typing. Sorry. <laughs> I'm getting a beer. So, all right. Well, let me ask you this, Tim. Uh, as retro clones go, have you ever seen the uh, the game Beacon? No, I have not. All right. Beacon is sort of a complete rebooting and rewording of AD&D. Okay. And you can get it free online. Okay. And I played AD&D, I don't know, I'm going to say five, four or five years ago with a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. And it was so wonderful to do it again just drop right in fun? i didn't forget any of the rules i still knew which spells to pick for my wizard right I st- and in many ways it was just a, there was this familiarity that i miss yeah when you get a new system you're like here's the fun of a new system is learning the system and learning you know the the, the the what you can do with it what you can't the flexibility but the fun of an old system is like I don't have to worry about any of that. Right. I know what I can do and what I can't do. I know my strengths and weaknesses. And maybe that speaks to some of the fun about um, the Swords of Wizards. Right, right. It is. It's, it's very much that. And it's also, um, y- you find that you get a lot of rules tinkerers in with the whole retro clones and old school things. It's almost as if, and this is going to be odd to say, but it's almost as if the older systems give you more permission to tinker with them than the newer systems do. Not that you need permission anyway, because it's your your damn system. You can do whatever you want. But because the older systems tend to be more rules light, uh, you know, or D- rules vague, or rules vague, <laughs> uh, good terminology. Yeah, like D and D five has way more rules than than first edition does, absolutely. Or, or basic. And, and because of that, they rely more on um, rulings instead of rules. There's more... Uh, gosh, Let me put I it almost, this way. I almost want to say there's more trust put in the GM to interpret the rules and, and make a fair ruling. Let me put it this way. You could go out and buy a $400 pair of Air Jordans that are full of high tech and pumping it up, and it's really great, and they work really well. But there's nothing like your slippers as well. Right, or your <laughs> old Vans like I'm wearing now. <laughs> And and both are very functional. What they do, one of them costs thirteen bucks, and the other costs one hundred and thirty bucks. Right. Um, I I love uh, what I loved about the old game was that I didn't have to worry about whether I was doing it right. I didn't have to spend a lot of time going through the book trying to figure out what mm-hmm. the spell effects were. I could forget all that and just have fun with the game and play around in it. Right. And yeah. Because it, it was such an old, familiar friend, I didn't feel the stress or the need to try to to justify myself or to feel like I was under pressure for not doing it right. Yep. Uh, very quickly, uh, I just I just opened up the Q and A. So uh, if any of you are in, are inclined to do that, it's up now. Uh, Andrew asked, "Is the villain postcard contest ever going to happen? It, this summer would probably be the best time to do it. Uh, I just need to kind of." figure out 
the details of it. I have some of that stuff. That was the basically uh, both sides of a card. Yeah. To basically give a, a bunch of system neutral stuff about a villain. And the biggest hurdle with this is the time it takes to go through all of it. No, that would be a lot less than the the two, two page sides adventure. adventure. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. that was, and th- that we got a lot of a lot of um, entries for that. And and that was back when we weren't as big as we are now. And so. now, now we have like right. thirty five hundred listeners, four thousand listeners. So now it would be wow, like, that yeah. many really. Well, yeah. that's the thing. If every one of them puts in one, maybe two. Well, it doesn't but, even but, have to be that's everyone. Not, it just has to be ten percent. Ten percent, and it's like. 350 of them right and it's like well that's <laughs> more than it, just right? an evening of going through right them. well i tell you if if i get that many one or two page encounters sent in i will consider uh, this to have been one hell of tim, a success tim, oh yeah you, you be careful what you wish for i mean you're out here talking about this so you actually gave out an email uh i did i did and larry i have your email so I don't good oh, you got you okay, uh, I, did. I don't think you know what you just got into i probably don't <laughs> right so but yeah but everybody has to learn sometime <laughs> i will i will try to do that that villain thing maybe this summer maybe we can come up with prizes maybe we'll do something similar we'll hit people up for prizes that'd be yeah. nice yeah yeah. Okay, so is the chat room ready for the next trivia question? Let me bring the chat room up. The chat room is up. A PDF copy of White Box Omnibus by a Barrel Rider Games. A PDF copy of White Box Omnibus White by Box Omnibus. Barrel Rider Games. <laughs> I'm going to do my best Shadow Stevens. Drum, uh, let me White drum Box roll. Omnibus. Where's my drum roll? There it is. Okay, that was, that was the most arrhythmic drum roll I've ever heard. I was tapping it as evenly as I could. I liked it. Okay, so the next trivia question, it's a little bit simpler. Matt Finch, he's the author of Swords and Wizardry. Right. He also authored, uh, I believe he authored the quick primer for old school gaming, which you have mentioned from time to time, Stu. I think yes, in, Amer- yes. in America we say primer. What did I, did I say? Primer. Yeah, it's fine. No, uh, he's fucking with you. My mom's English, so he likes to gibber around. Oh, oh I've been waiting on that. So anyway, thank you for bringing that up. But I'll talk about that in a minute. So, <laughs> Stork just gibber gabbers all the time. I so, do. Matt. All right, let me ask the question. Damn it, Matt Finch authored Swords and Wizardry, but it was not. His first uh, old school Renaissance retro clone work. Mm. What did he do before Swords and Wizardry? Before Swords and Wizardry, and it, what two asterisks before your two, answer? Two, two asterisks before the before the. Now you're looking a game specific. You don't want to like he worked it's a, it's in a, a gas specific station, game, right? right. And it's uh, a specific uh, a specific retro clone. So yeah. before yeah. Swords and Wizardry, what other game? Yes, did Matt, Matt Finch do? Involved in. I feel like I'm in. That's like I'm I'm impressed. I feel like I'm in prison. (laughs) (laughs) I'm on the set of Oh Brother Where Art Thou. Seek not the treasure. Oh, uh, here we go. Orc boss. Oh no, wait. Doctor Mongo went up first. Knock spell. No. (laughs) Didn't he do that last time? Orc. Orc (laughs) boss. Osric. That's correct. Bing, 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 
the first retro clone in this whole old school renaissance movement and it uh this is awfully <laughs> nichey here I mean, we're no really... it's it's very niche okay and it's uh it's a first edition ad and d retro clone so, <laughs> so another game with ac <laughs> is that who put that up that, uh lokio oh he now he's all mad because <laughs> he didn't win sorry <laughs> So, uh, so wait a second. Now so, I have to touch so on. So Osric has to. How how does he get his prize? Was it was it Osric? Oh uh, no, yeah, whoever that was. Oh sorry. Or just boss. just email your email address to tim at happyjacks.org. Tim at happyjacks.org. And I will send that to uh, James, the publisher, and he will fulfill your PDF for you. Now, gibbering. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I've been waiting since the last time I was on this. All show. right. Stork, I don't know if you were here for oh, this. Oh, no, I heard it. I got okay. the... I, guess, well, I, I listened to okay. the, the I, yeah, you shows I'm not on. Yeah, you. I, had a, I have a blog, and for the longest time, my blog was <clears throat> gibberingmouther at blogspot.com. <laughs> and I always pronounced it as gibbering. You know what? Because so did I. So did a lot of people. But Stu... Yes, I know. I heard him. ...made an ass out of me online... <laughs> You gotta be careful. By wanting to know if we then gibber gabbed a sure. lot. <laughs> and I said, oh shit. So I went out uh-huh. and uh, I bought a full domain for my blog now. What and is it? The domain is gibberinggamer.com <laughs> with a hard G because it's my fucking blog and I will pronounce it how I want and I have heard you so many times on this podcast <laughs> say don't tell me how to pronounce made up words and gibbering gamer is my made up word I don't think gibbering is a made up word but gibbering gamer is no gibbering jamer is not <laughs> <laughs> well, well listen to that episode I I was reminded of the fact that we went around and around and around on how to pronounce the word lich. <laughs> right? Oh, the chat room is killing me. Go ahead. What, the what word they... lich. And, and we finally said it was like, like lichen, L-I-C-H-E-N, like lichen. No, it's but, So lich. we said like, but it's actually pronounced lich. Because who the hell, I've never heard of a lich until I got into d and I never no, heard I, it in a true. book. Someone told There's... me it was pronounced lick. And, right, we went round and round on pronunciations. And uh, Tappy had uh, Chimera, was it Shimera? I think we also pronounced it Shimera. I always I pronounce, always it, pronounce Shimera. it Shimera. Sure. It's a Chimera, who knew, right? right? So, I mean, all of this stuff is kind of subjective and maybe even accent-oriented, too. I mean, the CH sound changes from Italian to Spanish yeah. to mm-hmm. English. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think in Spanish it might actually be a Shimera. Uh, who knows? So... So anyway, that's that's my blog, if any of you want to check it out. It's at www.gibberinggamer.com. <laughs> oh, there's, a, there's a lot of Swords and Wizardry stuff up there I right found now. the word uh, gibber. It is a real word. Yeah. And there's a pronunciation right there. Yeah. I know. I played it at work and was very mad the next day. <laughs> you oh, were right. <laughs> Stu is going to do it. Yes, it's, it's gibber. <laughs> All right. Just making so sure. So is it a gelatinous cube? No, it it's is, a gelatinous yes. cube. It's a gelatinous cube. It's a gelatinous cube. <laughs> All right, just, so it was just fucked up. How are we supposed to know? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's like when you roll your thaco. Uh, so oh, it's, boss. Oh, 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 Larry Hamilton said it's it's chimera from the Greek. It starts with an X. X I M E R A. Oh, oh, and and that's that's called the that. 
letters called the chi, which is which we has C H I, right? Yes, which is chi, right? Or <laughs> uh, only no, if you're a kung fu master. Only if you're yeah. kung fu, right? Exactly. <laughs> then you have to focus your chi, right? So was it Orc Boss? Orky, because I've heard. Can we pronounce it the way? Yes, right. I have. Uh, it was Orc Boss. It was yes. Orc Boss. All right, Orc Boss. Just email me your uh, email address to tim at happyjacks.org, and I'll see that. I gotta say film. though, that brings all new meaning to the word cheating. Cheating. Yeah. Uh, Steve B, age uh, forty-two. P.S. Couldn't video. So this is, is an email, email about RPGs. Yeah. Or maybe some other topic from the Holiness Noah M. Hey, you floppy chaps and dames. I'm not sure what that means, but uh, I think I'll take that. Yeah, it's uh, I'm amongst guys. Yeah, I'm floppy. <laughs> uh, I'm writing from the magic oh, land on, of yeah, San Diego. Insulting. Well, where did you think he was going with that? Uh, I'm writing from the magic land of San Diego, where we have a slightly lower homeless population than L.A. I've been listening to Happy Jacks for about two you years know, now. You know, let me just say something about San Diego. Okay. Just, <laughs> people talk about how California has great weather. Yeah. San Diego is like the best kept secret in the planet. Oh yeah, don't t- you want to talk about though? weather? Fucking San Diego, it's, it's like seventy-two year round. It's always right. perfect, and they have water. It is yeah. the most. They have the most gorgeous weather I have ever mm-hmm. seen. And yeah. I live in L.A. Mm-hmm. and I, and I go down there and it's like, fuck. Oh, what am I doing up <laughs> there? You live in L.A. You can't see the weather for all the smog. Well, but. N- it, it never gets super hot. It never gets super cold. It rain. It does rain sometimes, but not very often. And it's a nice rain. But in San Diego, yeah, it's a nice, pleasant rain. Right. So yeah, if you want, if you're going to move to to California, go to San Diego. Don't come here. And it's uh, <laughs> it's and it's LA adjacent, so you can come visit all the cool people. <laughs> uh, about two years now. All those six months of that was spent slogging through the trenches of your backlog. I finally uh, wrote in because I have finally have a good question to ask. And it's Looks a like long he one. has a lot of good questions. Question the one. Currently, I'm in a rough spot in a Song of Ice and Fire role-playing game We're that I am playing in over-rolled uh, over D20. What? We're in a tough say? spot. Yes. Uh, uh, he probably went to a wedding, didn't he? Do not seek the treasure. Do not go to any wedding in the Song of Ice and Fire. Just no, just oh, weddings you're, oh, are bad. I, you're reading ahead. I get yeah. it. To be brief, my character, a smooth-talking Dornish loudmouth with a thousand bonus dice in comp, uh, convince, yeah, has become a wanted man, and my imprisonment and banishment has become a very central plot point. This session, we had a... F- a new player and one of our old characters died the previous game so they made a brains and bronze pair of brothers as their new characters it just so happens that their dream was to start their own prison so they caught me <coughs> cashed in my sizable bounty and then talked their way into keeping me as their first prisoner with the other players tagging along to keep an eye on me huh. now everyone has bought into this whole let's build a prison idea but I think it's a, and I think it's a pretty cool too But I, and I would love to help except I'm the prisoner you see my dilemma it's not like I just sit there all game long doing nothing and other characters are more than happy to set up ways to involve me more but not in the way I, I quite want I want to be an ambassador for the prison chatting up nearby dukes they want to parade me around as an example of a broken prisoner with me playing the part of a defeated criminal Normally, I wouldn't have a problem with this, but the crime I was wanted for was famed. No, oh, I was was I was framed, and the whole case was built on the fact that the first session I unwittingly went 
poison chopping. Not realizing the GM would turn it into the talk of the town, and some psycho was looking for poison. The whole situation is just nudging the ratio of fun slash annoying in the wrong direction, clogging up any and all actions I want to take. However, it makes sense in the context of the game, and it would be very artificial of the group of characters to then suddenly unprisoner me. Thanks, and I promise to make the next question much shorter. So, can we pause and answer yes. this question? Yes, yeah, yeah, I, I think yeah. we question should. First of all, I think that's awesome uh, what the other players are doing, and that's a great idea. Hey, we want to build a prisoner, and you're wanted, so you're going to be our prisoner. We're going to get them to fund the prison, and then, you know, we'll take you as a prisoner, so everything will wind up. More than up. that, I think it's awesome that he's been playing along as well as he has. It, it, I well, mean, these guys have come up with this cockamamie scheme, and he's like, oh, fuck, all now, right. the fact that it's curtailing his fun and his ability to... Uh, play anything other than this poor dejected prisoner in the game uh, that kind of sucks yes that, sucks that a sucks. lot yeah that sucks <clears throat> but the, the whole idea is kind of cool i mean but you know one or two game sessions sitting down on the sidelines yeah but it's fine but but really i'm going to show up and, and just play a jewish prisoner in a cattle car in 1940s germany yeah, yeah. this is neat yeah yeah, yeah. Like, i don't feel fucked <clears throat> up enough about my life i gotta go to this on my spare time maybe so his question is how to fix this situation so that he gets to play right talk to the gm yeah the gm i'm not having fun yeah uh this was fun for a while but it's getting old being a prisoner all the time can maybe the town guard have found the guy they were actually looking for or or something and i can be acquitted yeah please yeah 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 this that's definitely a talk to the or turn that into a quest like listen i was framed we need to go out and find the actual prisoner because you guys have got the wrong person. What would what what happened if it came out that you guys were parading around an innocent man? Yeah. The other possibility is if you want to work within that fiction, or if the GM's not willing to work with you. Uh, New character type, maybe. No. Uh, well, go to the guys, who, the the brothers who are running the prison, and say, "Hey, there's some guys that are working on a jailbreak. If you'll work with me here." I can be your ears on the inside, uh-huh. and maybe okay. yeah. you take the role of you know, sort of a trustee, either a trustee or a, like a mole or something yeah. like that. Right? Then maybe that would get you more in integrated into the game. I can't imagine a brand new prison has enough characters in it to be a very interesting setting for very long. And he's talking yeah, about yeah. he's the only one. So right now they're parading him around as it's like Shawshank Redemption with one guy. He's the prisoner. <laughs> yeah, the prisoner. The prisoner. <clears throat> well, it could be like the prisoner, like with the with the floating bubbles and stuff. And the, yeah, uh, umbrellas. And number yeah. five or whatever it was. Who does that? number two work for? Who is number one? Right. Yeah, I. Th- you are number six. I read the GURPS prisoner ones the GURP supplement yeah, yeah. for it yeah, good I, book that's all i have oh you haven't you haven't seen the series no. oh it's fantastic is it good uh, it seemed like it would be again no. ob- obtuse storytelling you're like it, what it the is f- what the hell <laughs> but it was in the 60s when they used a lot of drugs so you that's right it. that's but was, right but was it entertaining kind of <laughs> these things are yes, then you're like absolutely what yeah. just happened except okay so why is number one a gorilla right sorry spoilers yeah or yeah. Or why is it any number one? Oh, of wait. I heard you talking about that once. Yeah. I don't know what the end means. Nobody does. 
You're not supposed to. I think you understand it more if you drop acid before. So, they're on an island, right? Right. No, well, it's in yes. Wales. It doesn't sound similar. <laughs> sound familiar? <laughs> yeah, we had a discussion and, and, about yeah, that. And, and yeah, there that, was no uh, plot. Lost? Is that the name of that? Yeah. Show? Yeah, okay, I never watched it. <laughs> All right, question. <clears throat> hold on a second. There's something in the chat room. Uh, prisoners. People keep at, adding me. Why? Is that... Is that I'm supposed to take a drink every time you do that? Okay, I'm gonna close the chat room. I'm not gonna watch you guys. You're distracting me. Sorry. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> Question two. <laughs> I G M a D and D five. Oh, I think it's supposed to say I G M a D and D five uh, game. Uh, we started off using no G M could be a, a present yeah, a yeah. present verb. All right. I G M a D and D five game. We started off using the basic rules with the simple house rule that states if you buy the handbook you can play the other classes. While this may not work for all groups, for my giggle of high schoolers, it ensures that people who like the game are invested in it and will be rewarded for that. While quite a few people have talked about buying the book, only two have so far. This is not a problem. The problem is that now everyone else flocks around these two and expects them to share their books. These two aren't terribly assertive, and I can tell that they want their books to themselves. But I also don't want to demand that players drop 40 bucks on a book when, as far as they are concerned, these two have no problem sharing. How do I help out the players who can't wrestle their books back into the ravenous crowds without stopping them from sharing them and actually want to do? I think this is a problem with the modern generation where, well, you got the PDF, man. Just share it to me. It's like, no, I paid for it. Just send it to my place. Except except this is physical books. It's a physical book. So it goes back to old school. It's like, yeah, well, they can't see the difference between a PDF that you can share. Except it's not infinitely copyable yet. 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 Yes. So I told you that I first started gaming with the group of, you know, Tyler and all the rest. Oh, Tyler was in the first group, too. The Swords and Wizardry group. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we, I'm uh, tired so, of acting. You know, I want to be an alligator. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if there's anyone who can do a walk-in impression, it's Tyler. But we converted to the convert. We converted the game to Pathfinder after a while, uh, just to try something new. Right. And I had the Pathfinder core rules, which is this big, huge, not hero size, but it's a big book. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, and uh, and I had told um, I told them I said, fine, we can convert to Pathfinder, but. All I have is the core rules. If I don't own it, you can't use it. I didn't think anything. How was long gonna, did that rule last? No, I didn't think anything was going to happen with this. But two days later, I got an Amazon package containing, <laughs> containing the advanced player's guide, along with an email from Tyler saying, "I want to play a witch." <laughs> nice. So I no got what, a book. No wonder he's broke all the time. What a brilliant idea. <laughs> Yeah, it just showed up two days later. Um, Pixar didn't happen. Here's the book. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty much. So, getting back to, you know, getting back to his problem, I, I, I think that once you bring a book to the table, it's really hard to say only you can use this book, or only you can use this book, or not everyone yeah. can use this book. So, if someone has, if you've said you have to buy the book or whatever. And once you get that book, then you can use it. And someone buys the book. If that person is willing to share it to everyone at the table, I, I, I don't think you can then say, well, only Joe can use it because that's Joe's book. <coughs> yeah, that, that seems a little weird. As far as like them not, not being able to get the book back from people, that's kind of, that's kind of their problem. 
it's really not your problem. That's yeah. a very good point. I mean, at this yeah. point, it's like, look, and you dropped the 40 cap, or your parents did, and you bought the book. You need to work out the social skills to get your book back. Yeah. Yeah, that's Oh, I totally misunderstood the question, didn't I? Huh. Well, huh. they're youngins. I get oh. the impression. Yeah. I'm not sure if they're old enough to be listening to the show, quite frankly. <laughs> Thank you so much, Happy Jacks. Between now and the time I started listening to you, I went from knowing a little more about RPGs than I wanted to play them to wrangling a group together for a test game uh, that involved Jon Stewart eating Osama bin Laden's kidneys turning a weekly 5e game that players were texting in character awesome. with each other about, which is a big deal for high schoolers. Wouldn't have taken the long road to introducing RPGs to an entire geographical community that hadn't been exposed to them in the slightest. Without the burps and fanboy penis of Happy Jacks, one final question. You and everyone else in the room are getting turned into human centipede. Who gets to be the head and tail? Sincerely, His Holiness Noam Grand Priest Daimyo, the new Kairosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosorosoros
You know, I don't know who that is. I should actually get one of the one of the lady hosts to re-record that. No, that's just fine. That's okay. <laughs> okay, so and we'll have a contest to see if you can guess who it is. <laughs> it's just going to get awkward. Is the is the chat room in oh, attendance? Hold on Are one they ready? second. Hold on one second. It's it's that like fatal being the most historically accurate fantasy role playing game of all time. Oh. God damn it, they brought up Fatal. Well, we did bring up Human Centipede, to be fair. I don't know if you can call Fatal historically accurate. It may be medically accurate. I'm going to guess the guy that wrote it probably didn't actually do any research in it. I don't think that you can... Are you talking about Human Centipede or Fatal? Fatal. I'm going to say that Fatal is is, um, anatomically accurate. I'm not going to say if it's medically accurate. I don't think you can do anything accurate if you're writing a game while you're masturbating. I just... (laughs) You can get it in her eye. (laughs) <laughs> hey oh all right so in the chat room two asterisks if you know the answer to this question and it's an easy one easy question two asterisks answer go mm. <laughs> shit <laughs> the question is when was swords and wizardry originally released when was swords and wizardry originally released Originally, not re-released. <laughs> wow, that was like Soul Train. <laughs> nice bass. I'd like to dig that. What was that? <clears throat> I don't know. It's a little riff. <laughs> so they're all go- what they're doing right now is googling. Is they're googling? Yeah, it. Yeah, I, I they're figured they was. That's why I made this one last. Right. So here they go. Uh, two asterisks and no answer. That's wrong. Tomes. That's wrong. Because it oh, was released. Temujin, 1973. <laughs> not the answer you're looking not for. Not the answer I'm looking answer for, for, but not wrong. Lokio, 2005. No. No. Uh, Alvarant, 1984. No. no. And somebody's going to say Knoxbell. Mr. Manowar, <laughs> 2008. 2008 is correct. Mr. Manowar. Mr. Manowar. Mr. Manowar. Email me at tim at happyjacks.org. And I will make sure your PDF gets sent out to you. 1812. 1812. No, but there was an overture from that year. Da 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 There's a great scene in my favorite year where he's like being carried because he's so hammered that they have to strap him to like one of those carts that you and they're going up the stairs. He goes kachunk, kachunk, and he's like da 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 kachunk. So, uh, hysterical. last bit on... <laughs> Tomes. <laughs> this kills me. Uh, was that me? Yeah. Oh. I think so. Tomes is... Uh, he put in two asterisks, 1999, two asterisks, 2001, two asterisks, 2002. <laughs> He's just <laughs> counting up until he got there. <laughs> but he didn't type fast enough. <laughs> well, Mr. 42. Mr. Manowar got it right. And, uh, you know, applause to him. And what I, does I he do to, now? I, I, he needs to email Tim at happyjacks.org. And I have to ask him, Mr. Manowar, what would it mean to you if I said, by moonlight, we ride? It's going to take a minute. Oh, okay. Go 30 second it. delay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought he might know. Well, we'll see. Yeah. He might. Some, sometime after Tim started qualifying for the AARP. That's <laughs> that's from Tyler. <laughs> oh, is it from Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I, hold on. I got this for you, Tyler. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. 
Is that Tyler Tyler? I wonder if that is Tyler Tyler. Oh, that may not be Tyler Tyler. If that's not Tyler Tyler, I apologize for that. Or uh, he meant it. It's hard to say. Uh, uh, Mr. Manowar, I envisioned the old, um, well, maybe not so old, but the 80s power metal band, the Manowar. And that's the lyrics from one of their songs. I don't, I don't get that reference. Yeah, yeah I know. Um, so yeah, obviously, he was from Portugal. Like a, you know, it's a Portuguese. A war, Portuguese right. yeah. So as far as the uh, other contest is concerned for Swords and Wizardry, write up your best one or two page Swords and Wizardry compatible encounter. Email it to me at tim at happyjacks.org. I need to have it before the twenty fifth, and then we will judge them and announce the winners on the next. Uh, Happy Jack's RPG podcast. All right. Now, one last thing. Um, all the answers to the trivia questions were in posts that I made in the forum today. Dun, dun, Get dun. out of town. Get out of town. Every so shut the I guess, door. I guess people should have like gone to the forums more often. That's right. They should have read my posts. Really, this was just a way for me to pimp my blog and my posts on the forums. That's I'm fine. just kidding. No, it not. is Tyler, Tyler. It's it Tyler. is Tyler, Tyler. Hi, Tyler. Six magic circles made by the blood of a king. What is that? I have no idea. It's the answer to your <clears throat> your quote. Oh, no. The next line. Uh, hold on. Uh, by moonlight we ride. Ten thousand side by side, with swords drawn, held high. Our whips and armor shine. Hail to thee, our infantry. Still brave, oh, beyond the grave. But all sworn the eternal vow, the time to strike is now. It's an old Man of War song. We used to play it when we were playing first edition. It was our combat song because the chorus is, kill, kill, oh, kill, kill. So that was what we played. I was much younger. You know, Stu actually, when he first met me, he goes, you would make a great screaming Viking. He had this, he had this idea of making sort of a, a two-sonic band. We started a band called Bjorn Belief and the Screaming Vikings. Yeah. <laughs> and we wrote like nine songs. Yeah. We had almost a whole album's worth of music. And uh, some of them are incredibly... Uh, Good. Uh, awkward. And, and, and some of them are... Um, w were written in a different time. There was a song... One of them was called You Will Save for Later. It was a love song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, it was the Vikings, right? right. It was a Viking thing. So Thor, Thor's got his hammer was one of them. Have you seen Clerks? Mm, yes. Yeah, but a long time ago. Yeah. Was, what was it? Uh, Berserker. Don't know. Yeah, okay, anyway. Uh, Don't next, know well enough to quote it. Next oh, next my turn? Okay, yeah, go, yeah. My turn. Okay, this is Regarding Yes And from David from Michigan. Hey, masters of the art of drunken improvising, similar to drunken boxing, but with less risk of physical exertion. David from Michigan here. In your most recent episode, you had someone write in and ask when yes and becomes too much. I wrote a blog article about this very topic last month. If you want to become my second reader, <laughs> check it out. And he gives the URL, which I'll put in the show notes. I was gonna, I'm just going to commit Stu to go ahead and putting that in the show notes. I would do that. For those who don't want to read some newbie's blog, I'll summarize. I list three times when you might want to consider blocking a player's action. When the action is impossible, which you covered in your episode. When the action would ruin the fun of the other players. And when the action would ruin the fun of the GM. The situation I find most fascinating is the second, where saying yes would detract from the other player's fun. I find this fascinating because it actually came up in a game I personally ran. 
my very first game, in fact. It was Shadowrun, a group of six. One of those six players was playing a face, copying a social adept build from the internet that was optimized to talk at things. <laughs> like yeah, I, walls, I spent a lot of time on my character. Trees. I downloaded it from the internet because <laughs> it was already min-maxed. Yeah. The mission involved infiltrating a corporate office building to get some information from their computers. The group decided to go in disguised as employees with the face disguised as the CEO. After getting past the front desk, a patrolling drone rounds a corner and sees the party. <coughs> the drone is controlled by the security rigger, who also has access to cameras and those, um, and thus knows that the real CEO is elsewhere. As the drone prepares to attack, the face steps up and declares that he's going to convince it that he is the real CEO and that the other is an imposter. Dramatic chord. Yeah, that's a, it's, it's a classic too. It's like, no, don't shoot me, shoot him. I'm the real one. No, he, yeah. That's. Yeah. Having been told by several sources that yes, and is the only valid way to run a game, I allowed it. He, of course, rolls impossibly well. Something like 15 successes in a game where three or four is the average. Holy hell. Yeah. Bloody, bloody munchkin. Anyway, I declared that it works. The rigger has the drone back off and sets off an alarm to go after the real CEO. In the resulting chaos, the party gets what they came for and leaves. There were no combats that session. Five of my six players were built for combat. Therefore, five of my six players did not have fun at all that session. If I had just said... Seriously, I have no pity. <laughs> if the, the fact that they talked their way out of the combat, I have no pity for that. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I. It's cool. It's I, and he did I, roll fifteen successes. I mean, what are you going to say to that? Yeah, I think that the talking your way out of an encounter is just as valid as absolutely it is fighting your way especially out, especially if, if that's your skill. I'm the face that, man. Yeah, if that were D and D, I would give them the experience points for having defeated the account right and he did say he rolled impossibly well yeah. i mean everybody has to step back and go right. yeah exactly right. Exactly. Yeah. 15 successes good on you man uh if right. i had just said no to the face declared that no amount of convincing would cause the rigor to believe that the real ceo was actually an imposter then combat would have ensued and at least five of the six players would have had fun the face having already had a chance to shine in getting past the front desk might not have had as much fun but that would have been acceptable. No, you know what? Mm. I'm still taking. Uh, uh, yeah, I the, the combat. Okay, go ahead. Let me. Yeah, let me. Let me. All there's right. only a little bit left here. My point is, yes, and is a useful tool, but just like any other tool, it has its moments. If using yes and will cause anyone, GM or player, to enjoy the game significantly less, the GM should strongly consider whether it is appropriate. Drink on, Happy Jacks. David from Michigan. P.S. I didn't actually have an idea for a PS, <coughs> but you require me to have one, and so I said yes and and typed in an improvised PS. We don't require PSs. <laughs> we never I was have. I just going to say that. We never Ever. have. It's just become a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. So, my thought, first of all, here is five of his six players are built for combat. That probably means that every session they have a combat. Yes. So, if the face is not a combat guy, is he enjoying those sessions? Maybe not as much as the other players are because they are combat bloats. So maybe every once in a while, dude gets a session where he gets to shine, and you know right. he doesn't have to take a back seat to all the to all the 
the fighter types that are sure. kicking ass and taking names all over the place. Uh, and he- here's the thing about ESN is that it takes you and your players in places no one expects. Yeah. So this took your GM into a place they didn't expect, and now he's feeling guilty because the players are upset that it didn't go their way. They're like, There's, we're, we showed up today, we want combat. All right, well, that's the power of Yes And. It can completely derail your game or, or move it onto different rails. I don't know, maybe I'm not rails. <laughs> it takes you into a different situation. So you have to be aware of that. Yeah, if you if you use Yes And, know that it will take you somewhere. I, I do think there are times when Yes And is not appropriate. I do, too, but not in this I case. I don't think this is one of them. I, I think this was rad. Yeah. You said Yes And... The, the face character got to shine, and the dude rolled 15 successes. Yes, and That's... he actually had a cool backstory to justify all that. Yeah. I love the fact that, no, I'm not the real... And now, there's a wonderful story that goes on where the drone is out hunting the real CEO. The security system is out against the CEO who's going into hiding. Right. There's a evolved. whole plot that just now evolved out of you saying, yes, and here's what happens. They should have all ran out of that building with what they came for from the computers and then giggled maniacally because they convinced the security bosses that the real CEO is a fake and right. they're hunting him now. That's awesome. So their entire security system is chasing down Bill Gates. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Microsoft security system is yeah. chasing down Bill Gates and he's going, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm Bill Gates. And they're going, no, that other dude. No, that the was, other dude is. That right. was Bill Gates. He just went to lunch. You're coming with us, pal. So, I mean, I think that this in this case, the yes and is a great tool for, yeah. uh, that just expanded their storyline. Yep. Greatly. I, I, and now we have a pissed off, penniless Bill Gates right? who still yeah. has his intellect yeah. who's now after the PCs. <laughs> oh, that's true, huh? Bill Gates gonna be pissed. Oh yeah. <laughs> bottle of wine. Excuse me. I think we're back to Stuart. Here. Back yes, to we are me, back to you. I have nothing here. more to give away for Swords and Wizardry. Anyone want any of this? No, thank no? you. Okay. I I had two beers. All right. My favorite Stuart? beer, Cabernet. Uh, no thanks. It's I actually good. have to get up and perform in your show in the morning. Just a little bit. No. All right. Do you really want me to be present or not? Half a glass of wine is not going to make you nothing. It will at this point. Having All right. Yeah, if you say so. It's been a fucked up week. All right. <clears throat> Advice for an inexperienced GM. What system for a one-shot from Elderman? Dear Happy Jacks. Well, first off, let me say, give me the, the, the guys who are giving away the stuff. It is Barrel Rider Games. Do you know Which the is- URL? Uh, they don't, act, I don't think they actually have a URL because it's, uh, it's one guy, James Spawn. How did he sell Spawn. his stuff? Uh, on RPG Now. And it's on, on drive-thru. Okay. So the books are, you know, uh, print-on-demand books and he'll get that all handled. Um, are you doing the show notes right now? Yes. Uh, it, if it, if you get it later, get because I I definitely want to link to him for yeah. I'll, for I'll, a... I'll um, I talk to the guy on uh, Google Plus every once in a while. By the okay. way, by the way, mm-hmm. if you want to get involved in old school gaming, Google Plus is the place for it. Mm-hmm. Google Plus is just. Does that mean they all work for Google? No, no, no. I I don't know why, but um, uh, if you want to talk, there's like. The biggest swords and wizardry discussion group is on Google Plus. Really, and all of the uh, uh, all of the publishers are on Google Plus. There, it's and true. There's a lot of old school games there. Yeah, I, tons. I, and I, for some reason, they just send them to me. I don't know why. I, I like Google Plus, 
Um, because it doesn't have all of the horse shit that Facebook has. Right. But um, it's also it's Google. Sometimes kind of a ghost town. Yeah. We, I'm telling you. All right. Not, I'm telling you, not if you get into the if you get into the old school gaming scene. They call it the OSR. Yeah. Which that's for the old school. Renaissance. I'm probably a member of that group. Uh, there's there's like a hundred groups for oh, it. Oh, there are. Okay. Yeah. Right. There is an the, old the thing. Is you're probably members of groups you didn't sign up for. Yeah. It's there's the there's an things. OSR group. There's a a sorts of wizardry group. There's a labyrinth lord group. There's an Osric group. There's a okay. Uh, I mean, just groups, 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 and people, 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 and a lot of the old school Renaissance people or or old school gamers or whatever, because uh, some of them don't like to be lumped under old school Renaissance. They say we've been playing first edition since it was first edition. Why are we in a renaissance? We're not. We're just doing what we've always done. And oh god! That, so the, yeah, so the, there's some pedantry that goes along with with the terminology. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. What pedantry? Pedantry. Okay. Yeah, he might be right. I, I don't know. I don't know if it's pedantry or pedantry. 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 Yeah, I think it's pedantric. Pedantric. It's like demonstrative know. is but, not okay, demonstrative. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Right. When did this? When did this turn into the? I actually didn't know what you were saying until just until we until we had to go all the way through Tim's grammar. No, I just didn't know <laughs> well, what the word I was. I was right the one time I did, <laughs> except for my URL. It's gibbering, uh, gibbering jammer. Any, yeah, gibbering jammer. But anyway, um, for for all of the old school gaming, Google Plus is super I, hot. I, I'm going to agree with him because I'm on G Plus and He's I, right. I pedantry. I get a lot of it. Woohoo! Pedantry. What do I get for that? Where's my price? Uh, here, it's demonstrative. Here, have a um, have a cough drop. Are those those horrible <laughs> cough drops? That yeah, I'll little, pass. Little tiny niblets of hate. No, thank you. <laughs> tiny no, niblets of hate. Proctor's pine pine pastilles. Look, anything with the word proctor in it, it can't be good. You know, you know what? When you say pastilles and suppositories, what? Yes. When you say pastilles, it reminds me of Bertie Bott's every flavor beans. Out of that right? word, yeah. I just think, wow, I'm gonna get like a booger flavored one. No, not booger. I don't know what it's hate. It's, it's hate. hate. They're hate. They taste like hate. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, where was I? Stu knows from hate. Uh, we're starting. Dear Happy Jacks, that's do you have, where you were. <laughs> do you have any advice on a good system for a one shot? I'm an in inexperienced gamer with a bunch of core books I've never used. I could use some advice. Over the past few years, I've run a couple of one shot games with my non gaming friends. Recently, I've. I've finally found a community to play with. In May, uh, there'll have there'll be a pause in our campaign of Mage Awakening. During a short break, I'd like to run a one-shot. My previous outings show room for improvement, but I enjoy jamming, and I'm sure... What the fuck did I just do? Oh, man, he said, let me become Freddie Mercury. He just pulled the whole thing right <laughs> out of the... <laughs> we are the champions! Sorry. Uh... Uh, room for improvement, but I enjoy GMing, and I'm sure there's no better way to improve than getting stuck in. Than to get stuck in. What? No better way to improve than to get stuck I'm not... I've, I've read the sentence too. It doesn't make sense. What systems are good for one-shots? Olaf, Elderman on the forums, Gratuitous, PS, a bit of background for my two previous one-shot games. It was Neverware RPG system... Um, made by Postmortem Studios was the first one, and then I ran other in Apocalypse World. Well, there's your problem. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. No, it gets worse. <laughs> I, have historic, I have a history with Shadowrun, but that's a big exception. I tend to prefer hippie games, narrative role-playing, and games without fantasy races. Drink! 
Go. My gaming strengths seem to be in establishing a convincing game world, helping other people at the table have fun, and improvising dialogue. A few weaknesses are in planning, time management, and system knowledge. Rules light systems are probably best for me for the situation. Some I've considered fate, apocalypse world, shadow run, dungeon world, lasers, and feelings. Don't know. I'm not sure not what that is. That. I like that though. Crawl, cyberpunk powered by the apocalypse, still in development. Hill folk might work uh, with another pitch meaning setting. Uh, mutants and masterminds might work with pregens, which, which are, and there's bullet points missing. Yeah. Uh, what's your happy jacks take? What would you consider in choosing a system? If, okay, if you're just doing a one-shot just to have fun, or are you doing a one-shot to explore a system? Because if you're doing one-shot to have fun, I can think of a couple of games that are great that well, way. Well, he says he's had a couple of, of, of... He's tried running a couple of one-shots, and he's, he's says he's showing room for improvement. All right, so I'm going to tackle this in two ways. I'm going to approach it as just one-shots for the sake of having a great one-shot. So, Spirit of the Century... Mm-hmm. Right with that, with that's the fate, the Nazis fate, on the fate. Orient Express. Uh-huh. Well, that's fate. All right. So, fate. so that's that's a great one shot. That's, that's that's like not quite fate core. It's right. Like, it's like fate. So so that's a that's a great one shot. Great game. Great system. Ready to go. Another one is um, Lady Blackbird, where they basically give you this setup. It's kind of like a a commedia where you have this set cast of characters, and then you can kind of create the scenario around this cast of characters. Is that one free? Is Lady yeah. Blackbird free? Lady Blackbird is free. Okay. Now that's a one shot for the sake of a one shot because you really can't get a lot of traction out of it. Every time <laughs> you play it, it's the same. You just sort of swap no, no, out the characters and try different things. But if you're going to try to make this as a introduction to a new system that you're all going to try, make it a system you know. You you say you have a a weakness with system knowledge. Yeah. You might need to fix that. Yeah. I'm going to say go with Traveler, then, because... Well, he doesn't even know Traveler. Well, no, he doesn't, but I'm going to say go with it anyway, because it's a very uh, it's a very easy system to figure out. By the time you get through character gen, everybody will figure out the system. A lot of that stuff is sort of worked out in there. You're rolling well, the dice, you're working well, out the armor. One of the problems with, if you're running a one-shot running Traveler, one of the problems is well, yeah, that's character true. gen might be your one-shot. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's a very good point. I, he he's he lists a, he lists a couple of apocalypse world things. Run an apocalypse world game if you know the system. What? I didn't think I'd ever hear you say that. Well, if, if he's a hippie and he knows hippie games. Run a hippie game. <laughs> if well, he knows them, I mean, I'm not going to tell him not to. But I mean, yeah, I mean, oh, that's that's, okay, that's right. what I would. Do. I mean, okay. he, he, he the, the games he's listing are games that are that are out of my wheelhouse. Yeah, me so too. So I, I would. I'm not going to suggest a game that's within my wheelhouse for him because clearly that's not the kind of game he's looking for. He he dropped not a fan of classic fantasy, so at that point I was kind of like, uh, I'm that's out. you're out. I got nothing. You're I'm just out. out. I'm out. I got. I don't. I don't play a lot of sci-fi or supers. I'd like to play some Traveler. Uh, if he did like fantasy, and my first, of course, it being the day for it today, my <laughs> my first response would be, dude, swords and wizardry, duh. Um, or there's another really cool game that I've been looking into, which is Real Rules Light, called Far Away Land, and that's a really cool game. But uh, but but he, it, okay, if he, he was he comes out and says, not a fan of classic right. fantasy. So if he was right. to play Swords and Wizardry, what's a great one shot he could do in that? Um, are you talking about a a module? The, the, 
Oh, a, a specific module? Oh my gosh. Um, it's a one shot. So let's say he's going to yeah, say, the top I'll, of my I'll head, do a one shot. A... Tomb of Horrors. I didn't know. <laughs> but it's in Swords and Wizardry. No. The, the Tomb of Horrors as first level characters, too. Yeah, right? of yeah. course. No. Fuck yeah. I don't think that works. <laughs> I, you know, I can't think of one off the head. I, we um, played it. I played. I rolled up character yeah, after character. I was going to say, how character. many characters did you roll? Six or eight. Six or eight. Yeah. Six I, or eight. It's the Kobayashi was Maru. That, it's just un, it's unwinnable. And that was only yeah, that was room, that was six or eight before you said fuck it. Exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's a stupid module. And you know what? After I went through the module, it is a stupid module. It really isn't very good. <laughs> well, you know, uh, you're gonna defend it, really. It's no, the Kobayashi no, no, Maru. I, you know, it's a, you have to learn how to die gracefully in order to play well. I sphere of annihilation. I grew up. I, <laughs> I really grew up on. Yeah, you on, just die. On Tomb of Horrors and all those first edition, so they have a soft spot in my heart. I'm not going to argue with you. But I agree with you. I'm not going to argue with you, but but I remember reading through that module and going, "Oh, this is rad! I, I get to kill everybody." Got my list. It's a skull, and it rises up and fucks the shit out of everybody. That's awesome. So I get it. I understand. I would never have run it for first level character though. That would, if I was going to run Tomb of Horrors, that would be something that I'd be like, you know what? If we're going to run first edition, make like a, you know what? Make a passel okay. of like eighteenth level characters. I've just, just come up. I've just come up with a great years. idea. I think you should call it Tomb of Horrors and run it in Fatal. Oh, for God's sakes! <gasps> I wonder if he Tomb that, of we, Horrors. That's what we need. We need to start producing a Fatal one for Fatal. Yeah. And, oh, and we need to have like the 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 the, the wordplay like porn title wordplay thing going. So instead of a skull rising up, you rise up on the skull and just get a skull job right out of the. Come on, this right. is, it all works out. It's a tomb of horrors. Expedition to the barrier tits. Yes, the they write themselves. <laughs> now, now, I'm to, I'm, now I'm trying to think of a Raven a, a Soft. Model. Raven <laughs> Soft. <laughs> <laughs> Gray cock. <laughs> see, I'm telling you, uh, the village of Hamlet stays the same. <laughs> All right. So I don't know what's the chat room up to right now. Right now they're exploding. I'm sure. Elderman, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know if we answered your question, but I, I would go with, I would go with whatever it is that you're most familiar with. If you're going to run a one shot, because because when you're running a one shot, one of the things you're trying to do is showcase the game you're running. So pick something that you're you're the, the game you're, you're most familiar with that you want to explore. I mean, obviously that may not be that may not be um, fatal. No, no, the the, the campaign oh, they're taking a break from is in uh, World Darkness, right? So for, it may not be that. But for as shocked as I am to hear you recommend Apocalypse World, you do have a good point. If that's his strengths, if he knows that system well, because he's obviously got some experience with it, then that's probably what he should choose. Yeah, I think so. And also, if you are just taking a break and you, you just want a one-shot just to fill up space or whatever, you could also try a game of Fiasco, which is a great way for role players you to know, get together and have a I good just time saw, and try stuff out. I just saw something that makes me interested in getting it. Uh, there's a game called Juggernaut, which is also by Bully Pulpit Games, which makes Fiasco. Uh-huh. Uh, it just came out. Uh, let me read the description. Uh, it is July 3rd, 1950. The Korean War is eight days old. Uh, or eight days sold, it says. I don't know if it's a typo. Uh, National Security Council Report 68 is sitting on Harry Truman's desk, a grim outline of the Cold War that is to unfold 
the world for the next 40 years. Alan Turing's paper, Computer Machinery and Intelligence, is circulating for review. Cinderella is a box office sensation, and you have invented a computer <laughs> that can see the future. That's oh, pretty that's cool. cool. Employing cutting-edge Ward-Takahashi identity derivations outside their quantum theoretical framework, Juggernaut processes enormous data sets ostensibly to, to, to service a code-breaking... Uh, code-breaking once the technology is proven and refined. The unstable geniuses behind the math have reached some curious conclusions that only experimental evidence can confirm. By the numbers, Juggernaut, given enough resources, should be able to crack ciphers before they're even invented. Ooh, it's Minority Report. I read that and I was hooked. I'm like, I want to play this game. But it's, it's, uh, it's a PDF. It comes with a bundle of MP3s, which I think is like, uh, theme music and stuff and then it also uses a deck of cards but they're not i don't think they're it's you a regular buy them deck separately cards sold separately well, you know you, you pdf mp3 bundle plus cards right now on drive through rpg is 15 bucks are, are the cameras on Stu? yes Corey, rock on He's one of the winners. He, his email, I just got it. Oh, okay. All and, right. And he says, uh, you know, uh, won the Asterisk Contest in 2008. Here's my email. Then he says, 10,000 side by side. Kill, kill. <laughs> Manowar is the greatest. Rock on. <laughs> yeah. And your cookie, best cookie monster singing voice. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. We got to perform I thinking, tomorrow. I can't do that. I, I, I was thinking that we should do some death metal versions of, of your... Um, role-playing game songs. You know, very early on, uh, uh, a guy who used to be in one of my gaming groups, years ago, who redis- who discovered the podcast and went, oh, dude, I was in that cyberpunk game you ran with 35 people, sent in a death metal version of Laser Printed Hero. That's awesome, because like, that's the one that I sing death metal in my car on the way home when I'm listening to the older podcasts. Uh, like, in the- laser Printed Hero. <laughs> 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 he, I, I want to say it's the it, Cookie Monster within voice. Within our yeah. first year, he sent that to us. Oh, that's rad! Long time ago. That's yeah. rad. That's awesome. I've, it's, it's somewhere. I have to try to find it. All right, let's maybe end we'll it. play that at the end. It's someday. ten o'clock, and uh, we have fair tomorrow. Oh my so god! So come out and see us. Way fair, come out see us fair. Pucks and Records are playing at uh, noon, one thirty and four at the Rogues Reef stage. Yep, and then at five fifteen at the Midsummer stage. Oh well, well remembered. Yeah, I was Same like guys. A stage or, as, or as we like to call it, the bird shit stage. Because the bird show is there. The bird all show day. is there, and, and when you and walk on the stage, and it's filled with bird shit. And that's somehow, opening day, right? Somehow appropriate. Yeah, it's opening. Tomorrow's opening day. <laughs> what day is it, Stork? Uh, it's a day that, yeah. Opening day. My <laughs> contract says it's opening day. All right. <laughs> uh, thank you, Stu, very much for letting me uh, have some swords and wizardry fun today. Absolutely, absolutely. Anytime. When, happy when the, Swords uh, and Wizardry Appreciation Day to everyone. Swords and Wizardry Appreciation Day. Mm. We'll invite you back when it's Christmas. We'll make up for it. Christmas came and went. We didn't even do a show. I, I know. You know. I know. Next I, year. Next I, year. I, Next I actually, year we'll have actual Panthers in the studio with us. I actually sent Stu a, a message saying, what, what the fuck is Christmas? Yeah, I Because I had no idea. You're very focused <laughs> on one or two things specific. I, I get it. I don't <laughs> No, I know who Dritzt is. I just I, who who games and doesn't know who Dritzt. The is. sign's right there. Happy Dritzmas. Oh, oh, I never noticed. That. <laughs> yeah, See? someone gave You're that so to focused. us. We did a show at the coach house, and 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 someone presented that to us. Huh? And look, it's got the dual scimitars and everything. Yeah, yeah. of course it does. 
That's a fucking relic. That is. That totally is. <laughs> right next to my poster of Bob Marley. Yeah, man. I don't know if they can see it in the camera. I'll put it in the thing there. Is it up there? See? Right there. See? Happy Dritzmas. Right there. Right next to Bob Marley. There's the I, I want to say that D.T. Pine said that. that. I'm not sure, It was though. not D.T. No, no. It was someone at, at, at oh, the Oh, that's right. At the, at yeah, the show. Yeah, but that's right. They and showed I, up with it. Unfortunately, I do not remember who it, who I, it was. I'm sorry about that. I apologize. Sorry. Because I, when I'm doing shows, I'm so fucking scatterbrained. Yeah, can't help it. Just when you're doing shows, ha! <laughs> Whatever people meet us, we shows. tend to be doing shows. It's <laughs> that's right. All right, I'm gonna call this shit. Of course. We're listeners of Happy Jacks on PG Podcast. Thank you for joining us for Season 14, Episode 16 of Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. My name is Stu. I'm Tim. This is Stork. I did it right. You did do it right. And happy Swords and Wizardry Appreciation Day. Right on. And uh, that's it. And we won't see you next week. We'll see you the week after that. Uh, come and see us at Fair. And on the 25th, come and see us at Bogfest. Which is free. Which is free <laughs> yep. at the uh, uh, Double Tree in Monrovia. Yep. And I think that's it. Anything right up on Huntington Drive. Right. And that's it. So thank you very much. See you in two weeks, and we'll leave you with a song.